welcome to Rough Life. We are doing things a little differently this week because I figured it's about time I introduce y'all to my team down here. I've talked about them quite a few times in earlier podcast episodes, but I wanted to give them a chance to tell y'all about themselves. So I've packed up all my equipment and we are all meeting at the doghouse to record this week's episode. But before they get started, though, I want to explain how everything works a little bit. So I work for Wolf Trap Animal Rescue. They're based in Washington, D.C., Virginia. My job is to partner with local animal rescues to intervene before animals get to the shelter. Of course, we also pull from shelters on occasion, but primarily we try to get them beforehand. One of those rescues is Boonville Second Chance Animal Sanctuary, also called B2CAS. Jessica is the founder of B2CAS. I'm also on the board of B2CAS because it's the only rescue in my hometown. B2CAS is a 501c3 nonprofit that helps the animals in the community that are not eligible to go to the shelter, as well as the ones that do end up at the shelter. The local shelter is a kill shelter, but because Jessica and another rescuer who has her own rescue work so hard at getting the dogs out of there in time, it's been quite a while since they've had to euthanize anyone just for space. The way it works is someone will reach out to B2CAS and ask for help. Jessica and I will find a foster for the animal until transport. Typically, if it's not Jessica or myself, it's my mom, Becky, who is not on the board of B2CAS, but she is our best foster. Then on transport day, they will go to Virginia. Wolf Trap pays for the moms to be spayed, like we talked about in an earlier episode, and Wolf Trap covers most of the medical care. Sometimes if B2CAS is asked to take a dog that needs surgery, B2CAS will foot the bill, so Wolf Trap will take the animal. I'd say that happens maybe a handful of times a year. Wolf Trap pays for the vast majority. B2CAS does not have to send all of their animals to Wolf Trap. They can partner with other rescues as well, but about 99% of their animals go to Wolf Trap. In comparison, about 60% of the animals Wolf Trap takes are from B2CAS. So that's enough introductory. Let's go ahead and get into this episode. Okay, I'm here with Jessica and my mom, Mama Becky. Everybody say hi. Okay, Jessica, how long have you been involved in animal rescue? Um, I started in 2014. What about you? Um, well, I guess my first rescue was about 55 years ago when we brought a cat named Pretzel into the house because she had a wound on her side. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Okay, how did you each get started? I started um, volunteering with a group that had taken over our local animal shelter. I wanted to just walk dogs on my break at lunchtime <laughs> because my office was right down the road from the shelter and just go a couple of times a week. And um, next thing I knew, I was, I was going every day and on the weekends and um, was there all the time. It was a rough shelter. Things, um, things got bad with them and they eventually closed. And then Boomville Second Chance Animal Sanctuary was started after that. And um, before we ended with the other shelter, one of the ladies said, um, there's this girl and she does some transports maybe, like I think they go to Virginia. She's got red lips. <laughs> we should give her a call. And so thus Katie came into my life and there hasn't been a dull moment ever since. <laughs> and that's so fitting for you that you wanted to just walk dogs and then end up <laughs> taking complete control. And they're like, here's the keys. We're uh, done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. How did you get involved? Well, here in Mississippi, when you and I moved here, you kept finding all these stray animals and, 
and my mom still has a cat and she still has a dog, but we ran out of people to give stuff to. So we started volunteering at the Corinth shelter because they had turned us away before when we tried to bring stuff. So I thought if we volunteered there, we would have an inn. They couldn't say no. Right, but then, and, and they did take Sunny for us, but we quickly realized that they're overwhelmed there and that's not a good fix for this problem. And we met Dr. Burton and we realized we just need to get everybody out of Mississippi as fast as we can. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, what is the story that gives you hope or makes you keep going even on your bad days? Well, um, there are many, but just... Many bad days? <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> many stories, but for me, it's, it's probably the sick ones that we've taken care of down here, the Parvo litters and the... Agnobob. Yes, the dying cats and the horrible sarcoptic mange litters, um, because it's exhausting taking care of a sick litter, and, and there are times when I don't know how I'm going to get up the next morning and do it all again without getting fired from my <laughs> actual paying job, and so, you know, when I see those animals once they've gone up there and they're sleeping in a softer bed than I sleep in and going on better vacations, and, you know, I know they were on death's door earlier, that's what keeps me going to, to get up the next day and do it all over again. And what's the story that gives you hope and makes you keep going? I can't think of any story, but um, the Wolf Trap adopter page helps a ton because I can see them there. And, and they're not just getting good homes. They're part of the family. They're part of a community that welcomes dogs. Like you said, they go on better vacations than I do. Not more. And she not, goes on a lot yeah. of vacations. <laughs> not more vacations than I do. Just, just better vacations. And so that... I mean, if, if it wasn't for that, we'd, we'd, have, yeah. we'd have no rescue. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Okay, what has been your favorite pull over the years? <sighs> okay, so I've thought about this one, and there's multiple stories that I can <laughs> tell, but um, the one that is the most dramatic, because everybody loves a dramatic story, would be the one that I almost went to jail over. Um, so we had this little... Um, this dog that we had, had gotten a picture of and we knew it was in bad shape, but it belonged somewhere and we couldn't really just go take it from the house. So it wandered a few streets over and another lady picked the dog up and um, brought it to us. It was so horribly neglected. I told animal And control, it was real sick. It threw up a whole bunch of yeah, times that first night. Yeah, it was constantly. We had to like pull mat after mat back to even see its feet. I mean, yeah. it, was just, it was rough. Um, so we told animal control that I had the dog. I said, I know it has an owner. I don't know who the owner is, which was true at the time. Um, but, you know, I have it. So the whole period for our city is seven days. So after seven days was up, I thought the dog was mine. And on day nine, the owner contacted us, said he wanted the dog back. I said, I'm sorry. The whole period is up. I contacted our city attorney, told him what was going on. He said, let's file charges against the owner um, and we'll go from there. So that was on like a Tuesday, I think. On Friday at 430 I got a phone call from the police department that this man had filed a felony charge against me and I had to give the dog back or I was going to be arrested. And I'm like, arrest her! And I Just arrest her! Now, I was completely ready to go to jail for this dog, but my family, not so much. Nobody in my life wanted me to go to jail except for Katie. Like, Especially because they strip search you down here yeah, for that. And, and I was at risk of losing my job. And, you know, Katie's like, but you look great in orange. It'll be fine. And like, this is a feather in your cap. Go to jail. And so, anyway, long story short, we ended up giving the dog back. It was horrible. Like, midnight, I was at the jail. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was boo-hooing on the way home. And it all happened because animal control did not tell the truth about what happened. So, I chewed him out the next week. 
Anyway, fast forward six months, the same lady finds this same dog again, and Katie's like, bring it. I will file the charges this time, because apparently <laughs> she doesn't lose her job if she has a felony charge. <laughs> Granted, she'll be in prison, but she'll still have a job. So, um, I anyway. can do it remote. It'll be fine. <laughs> so anyway, we went through the city this time. They had put new protocols in place, and basically the guy never came forward for his dog. You know, the guy that was willing to send me to prison six months earlier didn't even try to claim it this time. So... Um, anyway, that dog is in Virginia now and um, living his best life. Who is that? What, is what his name of the band? We named him Winston. Yeah. Winston. It was a little Maltese. I'll have to look up his wolf trap name. But he, I think he was a foster to adopt, and the family is just head over heels in love with him. Mm. Okay, Mama Becky, what has been your favorite pull over the years? Oh, man, there's a hundred. But uh, I guess Peachy was with me the longest. You call her. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. When I took her to the vet, Clay was like, what are you going to name her? I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, well, she's got a Smash Mouth. Let's call her Smash Mouth. I'm like, okay. I did not call her that. I call her my peachy girl. Uh, and that was the one who she was posted on Facebook and like her whole, we thought her jaw was broken. So I went and got her from McDonald's at like 11 o'clock at night and just doped her up so she wouldn't be in pain she passed out she was so exhausted and took her to the vet the next morning and clay opened her mouth and the whole top part of her jaw just mm. fell into her mouth mm. and he was like i don't like i don't even know how to fix this <laughs> like, i don't even know what you do we bring in the strangest <laughs> scenario and i think she had two surgeries right she had one to go in and like put it all back together and then I think they had to go back in and pull a bunch of the teeth later because they died. But she mm. was she was rough. I loved her. She was fun. Yeah, she was a fun good baby. Um, okay, this does not apply to you, Mama Becky. Jessica, tell us about your foster fails. My foster fails. I almost had one. That, that wasn't on the list. I'm I know. I added. Why? Well, because I was like, "Who's been your favorite polls?" Obviously, the two you kept. Because like you kept them. So okay, I have a a Chihuahua that we pulled from the shelter. There had actually been a fire at the shelter the second time the shelter caught on fire. Um, and this little, I thought it was a puppy. She was like three pounds. Um, anyway, it turned out she was full grown. Should have been like three times her weight. We took her home, didn't know if she would make it, and just gonna keep her for until I found another foster. She had sarcoptic mange, so couldn't send her anywhere at that point until the mange was cleared up, and by the time two weeks was over, I mean, she was embedded in our home, in our hearts. You so, were in love. And yeah. they named her Sugar, even <laughs> though they should have named her Demon. She's the meanest dog. She is a typical Chihuahua, um, but she loves her mama. She was my midlife crisis dog. So, um, and then we have so we have the cat, then Bailey, that um, I bottle fed her and her brother from about three weeks old until I swear Bailey it was like 12 weeks before she quit the bottle. She could hold it on her own. Is that that um, big one? No, that's Kit Kat. And I guess he's a foster fell too, but he's from like forever ago. So. <laughs> um, anyway, so Bailey had a, an issue with her esophagus and they didn't think she would make it past six months. So we kept her, you know, just to give her a good life until she couldn't eat anymore and Anyway, that was um, uh, two years ago. So. And jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And well, right Marie, now, 
Well, no, Marie actually, we, we intended to adopt her for the most part. Really? When we got her. Marie's my favorite. She's my girl. Now, I've got a beagle right now that Katie pulled and <laughs> has ended up at my house. And I don't she, know what's because she found her way over there. Yeah, she, she walked over there. She's like, house. oh, this is where you live. Yay. I wouldn't really call her a foster fail. I would call her a foster forced. <laughs> so. oh, she's the best dog. She though. is. She's I a good Yeah, you said that when you're pulling super glue out of her mouth. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, is there any dog that you think is the one that got away or you regret not keeping? No. Really? <laughs> None. Um, well, you have plenty. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean I'm, I'm usually ready to send them. Now, they're one of our very first fosters, um, a puppy. Her name was Kate with us. It's Mackenzie now, and we still keep up with her on the foster page. Dave still gets upset with me for sending that <laughs> one away, um, you know, but we didn't need another dog, so... So as far as ones I would like to have kept, I'm, I'm pretty good with where we are. What about you? I have fostered hundreds, and there's only one that I wish I would have kept, and it's Chucky Finster. I think they call him Finn now. Yeah, he was him. that little German shorthair pointer mix, and she called me, and she's like, I found two puppies, and she brought them to me, and I was like, you found an adult dog and a four-month-old puppy. <laughs> you, you did not find two little puppies, but they were Those were at Miss Faye's house. I, I just love that dog. She was the best dog. It, well, it was a boy, so. He was a well, and, and that's part of the reason. I Part of the reason I didn't keep him, because I prefer to have females. Plus, I had Missy. No, he was a really good dog. She would FaceTime me, and he would just be laying on, like, a a lounge chair in her garage, just just laid back, like, this is the life. I <laughs> love it here. toys up there, not, not chewing up anything. It was just so good. I think... It was a foster field, too. I think my one that got away would be Jane, that dog that we thought was pregnant because she was so huge. And I took her to Clay, and he was like, yeah, she's not pregnant. She's in heart failure. This is all fluid that's backing up. And then she had a stroke and died. But I was going to keep her. I loved her so much. And she loves me so much more than Ollie has ever loved me. <laughs> but, that, but you pretty much love the ones that are half dead. I so do. I, the ones that, <laughs> the ones that need me, yeah. I love that. If we would have got her well, you would have been like, send her. <laughs> Get rid of They can't cause that many problems. <laughs> okay, what is your funniest memory doing animal rescue? And you cannot say when I ran. Well, you were both going to say that. It's funny. I get it. it but you guys were not there. That's not your funniest moment. I've seen moment. the video of you running into the door so many times. And the dent is still there on the door. From my forehead. I that smacked so my forehead so hard so into that great. garage door. That so it's the funniest. I'll give you that. But like doing animal rescue. Okay. I think it would be. Okay, so I had to take some dogs to Pet Wellness to a, a vet about 30 minutes away for spay one morning, and it was like freezing that day, like in the 20s, which to me <laughs> might as well be Siberia, because I just, obviously my brain hasn't functioned when it's super cold. So I went out to crack my car, because I don't have a carport, and my door was frozen shut. So I had to pour some water on the door <laughs> to get it open, crank it up, go finish getting ready. And then I come back out with all my work stuff gathered up in my arms, and it's frozen choking. I had to go inside, get some more water, pour it on the door, finally got in, situated, had all my crates ready. 
So I came over here to where one of our fosters lives, and she has a gate and horses, so like it's a hassle to get in her place. So I get here, get ready to get out, and my door's frozen shut again, <laughs> and I can't get my window down, nothing. I'm just sitting there. So I had a water bottle, I poured it along the windowsill to get the window down, and then I poured it along the door to get the door open, and I get out, open the gate, drive through, close the gate, get down to the barn, and I have to get this dog that's got a rat in its mouth that's running all over the place, chase it all through the barn, finally get the dog, get back to my vehicle to the back door, and it's frozen shut. I got <laughs> all the doors. I can't get any door open to get to the crates. So I put the dog down, and I have it in my head. I don't know. I was just thinking I need more water to pour on the door. So I get my water bottle, and I go down to the lake. And I fill my water bottle up with freezing cold water. Got frostbite on my hands at this point. I come and pour that water on my door, and it doesn't work. Because it's apparently it freezing cold water is not what you need on a door that's frozen. So finally, I go chase the dog down again, shake the rat out of its mouth, and just throw both dogs in my front seat. So we get back up to the gate, get out, open the gate, drive through get back out, close the gate, finally make it to Tupelo, and I get there, and my door won't open because it's frozen again. So I could get my window down, I crawl out the window, and then roll the window back up, and like, there's big glass windows at the front of the vet, so I walk in, they are all just rolling, and the vet's like, is it Duke's Hazard Day at the vet's office? So he comes out, we have to pull the dogs out my window, I go in, get them situated, get paperwork done, get back out and it's like eight o'clock in the morning at this point I have a full day's work ahead of me so I stop at a gas station to get a cappuccino because I have just I've earned a cappuccino at this point so get my drink I come back out and my door won't open and I have a complete meltdown right here in the parking lot just like these people are looking at me like should we help or should we keep our distance <laughs> should we call 911 <laughs> so I go back in I get another cup of water I pour it on my door and it still won't open so Again, like I'm kicking the tire and just like this is so stupid. And I realized that I have my keys in my pocket and my door isn't frozen this time. It's just locked. <laughs> so I just realized Molly unlocked the door, got in, and drove away. I did get several things of the ice for Christmas that, that year, so I'm ready if it ever happens. And then again. when you were driving, I guess whenever you were going for work that day, you used your microphone to talk text everything that happened so i am like through tears trying to decipher what you're actually saying <laughs> but all i'm saying is like and then i got there and my door was frozen shut and then i got there and my door was frozen shut. <laughs> oh it's horrible oh that's so funny that is a good one all right mama becky tell us your funniest memory doing animal rescue oh i don't know every every day we cackle on our text messages because we always do such embarrassing, stupid things. <laughs> and then I have it on video because I have cameras everywhere. And I'm like, I look at this super dumb thing Jessica did today. <laughs> and we're always falling and a lot of that's on video. But I, I don't know. No, I think yours, the funniest thing that happened with you and me out in the field is oh. we were trying to catch this super feral great pyrenees who had newborn puppies underneath oh i thought you were gonna say the horse oh no she's a horse that that was scary um and so we had someone kelly from wolf trap gifted me a catch pole but the problem with the catch pole is it's so long like you have to really practice and like and you could choke a dog to death. Yeah, like you you've, you've got to know what you're doing to be able to. Okay, use so it. I had to practice, <laughs> and I had nothing to practice because on. I'm physically crawling under the sh under the porch 
trying to like throw food to this mama dog and befriend it. And she's like, we're not going to get close enough. We're going to have to just use the catch pole. So she's walking around in the yard trying to like figure out how to like release the catch pole and then tighten it back up really quick. And I turn around and she has caught her foot (laughs) and is like limping through the yard. And she's like, well, I don't think we're going to be able to use this. I'm like, oh my gosh, this this is my help. This is how I'm going to be able to catch this dog. But we ended up catching the dog. And the girl, the she wasn't the owner. It was just the owner of the house. We used to catch pole. Well, yeah, but I had her on, on a lead, too. Um, when we went up to the door to tell her, hey, we got the dog, we got the puppies, she goes, oh, giving up already? And we were like, no, actually, we got her. Uh-huh. She, yes, several people, veterinarians, yeah. had been there trying to catch her and couldn't catch her. But you needed a specky in her foot. And not catch her. <laughs> you to catch her. Well, and because she was nursing, we couldn't sedate her at all. So we were just... But I heard about somebody had, had choked a... Animal control had choked a dog mm-hmm. to Accidentally. Death. Right. And so it, it's very easy. I was afraid. Yeah. And, and it did seem like, you know, I mean, we had to loosen it on her because it got tight on her yeah. and her. Yeah. Yeah, it's scary. So um, I don't know if that was funny or a scary story, but it's a story. Well, it was funny till till <laughs> like seeing you with around your ankle yeah. would be pretty funny. Well, especially because I turned around and that was the very last yeah. thing I ever expected to see was my mother. <laughs> she with calls a... me and here I come around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your worst injury doing animal rescue? Okay, well, that would be um, the little two-pound kitten. Oh, that would be my funniest story with you. <laughs> so, um, Katie calls me one night. We had just moved over here to her side of town. I'm like a minute down the road from her, and I don't know how she ever functioned in this house before I lived down the road. But um, she calls me, and she says, I need help. Now, Katie never called Well, yeah, it was so. also like the first time I ever called you in my life. <laughs> And, not texting. Yeah. yeah, and so as the story goes, I threw my bra in my purse, grabbed some flip-flops, and ran out the door, and I get over here. No, it wasn't flip-flops. It was your gym shoes, and you didn't even tie them. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, I, I was out on my way. So she's got what she said was a kitten. It looked like a gremlin that had gotten wet and gone crazy, um, but it's got poop all over it, and so... It was a beautiful, long-haired cat that was so terrified it would hide in its litter box, and, like, because of all the dewormer and the change in the food, it had gotten, like, really soft stools, and it just got matted in its hair. And so I was trying to rinse it off, but I needed more than two hands to do it because I had – it was a feral kitten. I was having to, like, hold it by the back of its neck, and I needed more hands to, like, comb it all out. <laughs> so I called you. So here come my hands, and I put on gloves. We, we got it all scrubbed up, and we were almost done, and I just got my finger too close to its mouth. Rookie mistake, but, I mean, that kitten chomped down on my finger <laughs> and would not let go. It was like – it felt like 10 minutes of just <laughs> – bloody terror. I'm screaming, Katie's screaming, the cat's screaming. And anyway, finally we got my finger loose. Um, and it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was bleeding and part of the nail was gone. But, oh, you know, it was it pretty bad. It wasn't horrible. I thought, I'm going to take some ibuprofen, have a four-finger, a sore finger, but, you know, <laughs> we'll be fine. Anyway, I woke up in the middle of the night and felt like my entire body had been slammed against a brick wall. And it's twice the size it should be, pus going everywhere. Oh, and so yeah. I went to the vet. No, no, no. I, went to, <laughs> I don't go to the vet. I went to a real doctor the next morning and she's like, oh honey, how long ago did this happen? And I'm like, oh, 13 hours ago. <laughs> so she cleaned it and drained it and shot me up with all kinds of stuff and um, 
I kept the finger, so. Well, my favorite thing about that story is when I called you and said, hey, are you at home? Can you come over? Like, that was all I said when we hung up. And you, like, honestly, 60 seconds later, <laughs> bust through my front door. And you, like, jump right in and you're helping me. And then you look up and you go, I didn't even put my bra on. I just put my bra on my purse because I wasn't sure what kind of emergency this was. <laughs> what kind of emergency would you need your bra on your purse? Well, if we were going somewhere, I would take the time. Hang on, I need to get my bra out. <laughs> okay, what's your funniest memory doing animal rescue? No, we did no, that one. I was going to say. What? What's your, well, that was my funniest one. What's your worst injury doing animal rescue? Um, I'm minorly injured every day. My arms are always scratched up. I tripping and falling in the yard all the time. Got bit. But I the only lasting I'm gonna heal up from all that stuff, but I I caught my foot getting out of the pen. I've done this more than once and wiped out. But one time it messed up my knee and that has interfered with my tennis and pickleball a little bit. So it's very serious. <laughs> very serious. Okay, what is your favorite part about animal rescue? Um, well, obviously, you know, saving the animals um, and, and seeing them when they are they are all healed up and stuff. And for me, it's a it's a really cool parallel between our relationship with God because uh, you know God has rescued us, God has a plan for us, and I find myself saying things to my animals a lot of the times. You know, when they're all freaking out and. I'm like, listen, it's okay. I got a plan. You just gotta trust me. If and you could just understand me. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, God, God uses my my scared and frustrated animals often to speak to me and show me things about Himself. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's your favorite part about animal rescue? The puppies. Yes. I love puppies so much. I get to be it's puppies a good thing. every day. Well, and. And God knew what he was doing when he gave me no sense of smell. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Nice. Yeah. You can walk through her backyard and be like, oh, you got a bunch of puppies back here. And she's like, how can you tell? <laughs> I think, which this is going to surprise both of you, but I think my favorite part is when people come to us and they're so desperate and they're like, we don't know what else to do. Like, we are so overrun with animals or we found this dog and we, we want to help it but we can't we're able to help these people and help these dogs yeah, yeah. like when the people that rescued all those German short hairs and then they're like rescue us now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please help us this is way too many <laughs> okay who encourages you the most to continue animal rescue I'm told I have to say Kate. <laughs> I threatened both their lives if they didn't say me. And, and the three of us, I think, do have a, a good, probably unusually good relationship um, mm-hmm. working together. Because, I mean, I've never really wanted to kill either one of them. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Um, so definitely the two of them. Um, and we have some really good supporters. Um, we've oh, got a sure. lot of haters, but we've got some, some good supporters that... You know, remind us of what we're doing. We've got one lady that used to live here, but she lives in Maine now, and she's like our biggest supporter every month and has left us in her will. Um, so, um, you know, there's some, some good awesome. people out there. Well, and I was thinking the other day when this whole drama with the newborn puppies, mama being shot, and I just jumped on Facebook and was like, I have no time to explain, but like, this is what we need. And 
people yeah. everywhere yeah. across Virginia were donating stuff. They didn't even know the reason, but they were like, if Katie says she needs it, like, we believe that it's, you yeah. know, a valid reason and, and we've got to help her. And, like, to be donating stuff and you don't even know the story yet, mm-hmm. like, that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Who encourages you the most to continue in more rescue? Uh, well, what is encur- – I guess whoever's doing the marketing for Wolf Trap because – because marketing is such a big part of this if you're going to continue it. Because you're going to run out of people yeah. to adopt the dogs pretty quick. Well, that's each foster. Marketing their own foster. Making sure. Well, and, and then reaching out to these companies and getting them involved. Just getting the word out. The hockey team up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a lot of marketing programs with Wolf Trap. And that, I mean, if without that, we wouldn't have, we would have worn out by now. Yeah, for sure. Okay, last question. We all joke about quitting, but if you actually had a get-out-of-rescue-free card, would you do it? This is not all the animals in the world are in happy homes and we aren't needed anymore, like Becky thought the question was. (laughs) This is, you could just wake up one morning with a new phone number and no one knows you were ever involved in the animal world and you just get to live a normal life. Would you do it? Oh, it would be so tempting. Um... I wouldn't want to get out of it completely. I, I tried that once before. It lasted like two months and I got a chihuahua out of it. So, um, I mean, I could never walk away again. But I will say this. If there was somebody else to do the work that I'm doing, to run the rescue, to be in charge, and I could just foster like one litter at a time when I wanted to. Um, not not get the felony charges. Right, no felony <laughs> charges. And of course somebody that you could work with. Yeah. You know, that would be important. I'd be calling you, know, you every day. I can't believe you quit. You left me with this person. <laughs> but I mean if somebody would really do the work and I didn't have to be in charge, I'd take it. But um That's not gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> what what did you used to talk about all the time? Your celebrity Oh yeah, my um benefactor. Benefactor, yes. I'm still waiting for my millionaire benefactor so that I can quit my paying job and do this full time. So y'all send them my way. Millionaires my way. Okay, now that you fully understand the question, would you (laughs) first time you asked me this question I said, heck yeah. What? Yeah, your far. entire backyard is I dedicated know. to this, and know. you would quit. Well, you live in a pickleball court out there. That, that's <laughs> if if we had done our job and if the problem was solved here. And, and some of the problems are a lot better. I don't see near as many dead dogs on the highway as I used yeah. to. But yeah, my my friends are going to stop calling me to play if I have to say no all <laughs> oh my the time. Goodness. And I'm, I am kind of tired of. The ticks and the chiggers, and we can't even yeah. take next card. I know. And why can't we take next card? Has anybody really card. checked into that? <laughs> Do it. Take I, some. I'm tempted. I have ticks on me today. I have spider crawling on me. Um, and my husband would like it if I quit, but uh, until the problem's solved, I, I don't see how I could. And sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Even if. If I could get out. And, you know, that's the problem is once you're in it, you can't ever get out. It's because like the mafia. It's mm-hmm. like the mafia. It really is. People know. And you owe too many people favors. Mm-hmm. And you got too many people that owe you favors. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're just stuck. What do they say? Everybody owes everybody. And everybody's broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to add? Just that we are very thankful for being able to do this all three together we my mom and I were actually 
We were going over the questions, making sure her answers were that she even understood the questions. <laughs> and she was saying how lucky we are that we actually even like you, Jessica. <laughs> because, no, like, for real, there's a lot of people who are in this and, you know, the 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 mayor is in charge of them and they can't, they don't have the free reign to do what they mm-hmm. want to do. And the fact that, or, you know, they, they have board members that they're stuck with that aren't helpful and block them from doing the things they want to do. The fact that we all nine out of 10 times, I would say even more out of nine out of 10 times, we have the same goal and we just get along so well and we work so well together. Watch us get in our first fight after the <laughs> be like, well, get that podcast. <laughs> but no, like, I, I mean, I can't remember a time that we, I mean, we've disagreed on stuff, but it's always just, all right, fine, do whatever yeah. you want. And yeah. and I think we're really lucky that we all. Jessica and I are really hard workers, so yeah. that's super helpful. <laughs> very, very helpful for me, yes. <laughs> so with that being said, let's go unbox all these canned foods. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening. It's a rough life, but we've all got to do it.